Welcome, 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 my Wokers, to yet another episode of the Don't Be Broke, Be Woke podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Solomon. Excited to have you guys here today. I know a lot of you will love the topic I have, and we'll get into that in a bit. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for always supporting the podcast and my Instagram page. I think I'm going to say this till I'm blue to the face, but you guys have been great. The financial community and IG has been amazing, and we're collaborating, creating content. Matter of fact, I was just on another creator's podcast yesterday talking about a variety of different things, and so it was really exciting, really more focused on me than other people. But once that's out, I'll make sure you guys know where to go ahead and listen to it so you guys can have a little bit more insight into kind of what I'm doing and and why I'm doing things. But for today, I wanted to kind of talk about a very exciting topic, you know, you know, meme stocks, you know, what are meme stocks and why are they so popular? Why is everybody get into it? And, and how did Adrian make a million dollars off AMC? So let's kind of dive into that. So first and foremost, let me just say before we get started any of these meme stock stuff that whatever I'm going to talk about today is not financial advice. They're not suggestion in any way, shape, or form. And as always, whenever we do, whenever I discuss anything about, you know, investments, specifically on individual stocks, because everything else I'm kind of comfortable with, but specifically when it comes to individual stocks, I'm hoping that you guys are always doing your research and your due diligence and understanding what you're investing in before you actually put your money in there. That's one thing. The second piece is, look, I did not make a million dollars off AMC because I would not even do this podcast, or at least not for a couple of weeks as I enjoyed the fruit of my labor. And what labor, right? Because like gambling. So I'm glad I got your attention, but I did not win a million dollars on AMC. Matter of fact, I do not own any AMC shares. So I wanted to talk a little bit about two things. One being, what do I think about meme stocks, Reddit rally? And the other piece in regards to why I feel as if something like AMC is not a good, is not a good option, right? So the first thing is, there's been a lot of noise on the financial community in regards to meme stocks. And meme stocks started in January when companies like BlackBerry and Bed Bath & Beyond and GameStop and AMC and Nokia Express even, and I forgot the other company's name, were on Reddit as these memes, including Dogecoin, who eventually became a meme coin. And it kind of got stuck as meme stocks. And then they've been the poster child for these what we call retail investors, which is everyday investors that are basically going, and I think I've I talked about this in a previous episode, where we're trying to stick it to the man by investing and short selling, or at least pushing the stocks a lot of these companies up that shouldn't even be worth that much. So the Reddit community is an online forum like Discord or Facebook or you know anything else where there's a community of people who are you know, following. And I think that Reddit group specifically has something like 10 million people, followers, in which I am one. But I got hater blockers on, meaning I wouldn't call them hater blockers, but can't find the right term for it right now. But a lot of times I'm reading it very stoically because I'm not really, I'm not really paying attention to any of the crap that's being put on there. So 
a lot of people are basically like, this is bad. This is really bad for people because people are going in, listening to what these people are saying, putting their hard-earned cash into the market, and then potentially losing it, and then they come out. And so, you know, I was asked this question is, what do I think? And I'm like, look, I'm actually appreciating Reddit and the fact that there's all this hoopla around it. And part of the reason for that is the amount of people who have now been interested in putting their money in the market is way more in the last six months than we've had in a very, very long time. And part of that is because of this fuel of me, um, Dogecoin and GameStop and now AMC. And so sure, people are not being smart, a lot of them, by trying to invest in some of these things. But at the end of the day, people are getting in. So if you're a specific person, you're getting in with three, $400 and you make some money, then you can start thinking, okay, how do I sustain this? Do I get better at this? Do you become a day trader? And now you're making a career out of it. Maybe you're now reading fundamentals and you're really understanding when to buy, when to sell. And you know what? That's great. Maybe you're saying to yourself, ooh, this is too stressful. I made a little bit of money. Where can I put it now so I can grow over time? And like, if you lost some money, crap, I don't want to do this again. How do I get better at not doing that? So now you, do you continue to trade? Do you invest? No one wants to be left out, at least not the people who are I'll talk about another piece in a minute, but people are wanting to be involved and engage in this kind of hoopla. So in a sense, I appreciate it. People would not think that because I'm thinking to myself, what are these people doing? But in a sense, I don't mind it as long as two things. One, if you have an investment portfolio and you're chilling, and I'm going to take one of my friends, I'm not going to say his name because he'll kill me, but one of my friends, he basically invests long term. He has his retirement stuff. He has his Roth. He invests in individual stocks and he keeps them long term. But you know what? He'll put in 250 in AMC, another 250 in BlackBerry or whatever the case may be. I'm not going to fault him. You know what I mean? He has a little bit of play money that he wants to try to get in to see if he can basically win some. That's cool. You see what I mean? That's great because that's not his main investing platform. And I'm sure when he was getting in that 250, in a way he wished he could have put it in his regular portfolio, but it is what it is. It's a sunken cost. You put it in. If it comes out on top, great. If it doesn't, you already knew that coming in. So he's not going to go slit his wrist if the 250 becomes $5. He'll be annoyed, but he's not going to slit his wrist. So when people are putting $10,000 in the market, specifically in AMC, and then now it goes down to three, I can't tell you that it's going to go back to 10. Do you know why? Well, let's look at this on a pure fundamental basis. If you were to take $10,000 and you put it in, I'm going to use a very dumb like example, but I'm going to use it anyways because just to show you, if you take $10,000, you put it in AMC and I take $10,000 and I drop it in, I'm going to say Microsoft. Okay. If your AMC stock price money goes from 10000 to 7000 and my Microsoft money goes from 10000 to 6000 Even though in the moment I am down more, I would still be chilling. Because I know for a fact, unless something drastic were to happen, and you know, that can happen, but I'd basically bet, maybe not my entire money, but maybe half of it, that over the long term, that money's going to go right back up because Microsoft will continue to grow as a business. 
the fundamentals of Microsoft are great enough for me to know that this is an investment that I am okay making. Okay. If you were to put $10,000 in AMC right now, first, based on AMC's core fundamentals as a business, they don't make money. Okay. They owe massive amount of debt. And this was a problem pre-pandemic. People are like, oh my God, you know, the movie is going to go back up. Stop. Don't focus on what people are saying. Look, do research, figure things out. Prior to the pandemic, AMC was bleeding money. Okay. They don't make any money. Why would they? You know what I mean? Like you're paying for these ticket prices and popcorns and blah, 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 blah. Like you'd have to basically sell out every time for years for them to potentially break even. But then again, they owe massive amount of debt. So as a business, I cannot invest in that. The whole point of investing is putting your money in a security in which you know that that money can come up. So if I were to ask you right now, right, would you rather invest in a property in downtown New York, in Manhattan, or would you invest in a property in some slum where, you know, you don't know what's going to happen there? Like there's no prospects of any development. You're never going to do that investment, right? You're not going to do it. Why? Because you know very well that if you put your money and you buy something and some slum thing. Now, sure, in 10 years, that might be a crazy development, right? There might be that. Or it might not be. Don't know. But what's guaranteed with Manhattan, though? Hmm? I'm just saying. So it's kind of the same thought process. And so I get it. The idea of putting your money in a place for quick returns is very exciting. It's only great if you're doing it with money that you don't mind losing or a very small portion of your portfolio, right? So that's that. So because of that, I am a fan of the Reddit theme and and everything else that it's done because it's gotten people engaged and involved. And at the end of the day, that's always great. So the second piece to this, which kills me, right? This kills me is when I hear people trading this way, but they have no other money elsewhere, right? The money is not in any other account growing. That kills me because there is no other way to guarantee your money to grow when you put it in the market for it to grow on its own, right? There are no better ways besides real estate, which is good. There are some other things, but the idea there's keeping your money on the sideline ain't going to do nothing for you, okay? Matter of fact, I almost rather you play an AMC than leaving your money in the savings account. At least you're taking some risk, right? But when you leave it in the savings account, you're taking a risk with your money because it's not going to be worth what it should be, okay? So if you are going to try to get in these companies and these stocks and these whatevers, my only suggestion, my only thing is figure out how much money you're not, you're not willing to lose and then get in there. You see what I mean? So I posted something the other day. It was, are you a trader? Or are you an investor? And a lot of people said investing. A lot of people said they're both. And me, I'm 95% investor, 5% trader. Why? Because I like the gambling aspect. You know what I mean? I like basically having a little bit of money and buying some coins and buying some stocks here and there, making some money and selling it. But it's very small. You know, it's very, very small. So if that's your strategy, then 
bro, chill. Do it. You know, if you were to come to me right now and said, Adrian, you know, I got $500. I'm trying to start to invest. I really want to be in meme stocks and really want to play around. I'd be like, okay. Are you okay putting 450 away in an account and you want to play with 50 bucks? Yeah, okay, let's do this. Because I understand there is a need to participate. There is a need to want to be part of the action. And removing that from people sometimes can actually be detrimental because they won't see things happen as quickly. And so why not have you do both, right? And so it's a way to be part of both games. Would I ever buy these individual stocks? Probably not, but you never know. I just can't do it. Like, if right now somebody would be like, Adrian, take all your money that you have invested. You can either drop it in Bitcoin or drop it in AMC. Bro, you wouldn't even have to tell me it would already be in Bitcoin. You see what I mean? Matter of fact, let's put that again. If somebody says, hey, you have all your money, you can put it in AMC or before they can finish the or. I'm already moving that to a place where I know it's going to be okay. And they say Bitcoin, Ethereum, I don't know about Doji, but that's how much I don't believe in AMC. And it's not because I don't think it's a good play. I just, as an investor, it's not smart, okay? It's not smart. Anytime you're going to get in the market and anyone that I've talked to, every single person, I always tell them. I don't invest. I don't do individual stocks like that because it's very hard to do. And I've mentioned this before in, in last week's podcast is I stick to diversification through index funds, ETFs. So that way I get every market. I get the whole index. I got a bunch of industries, so I don't have to worry about it. And if I am going to invest in an individual company, I know that company front and back, right? And people are like, oh yeah, I know AMC. I go to the movies all the time. Okay. But what do you see? Do you know how the business work on the back end? Do they make money? Well, you know, it don't matter. Like movies are going to come out. Okay. 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 So let me ask you this question. If your cousin come to you and say, look, man, you want to give me about a thousand dollars because I'm trying to make my business roll. And then another person comes in and say, Hey, I need $5,000 because I'm still trying to get my business roll. You're just going to give $5,000 and a thousand dollars. Or you're going to ask questions. What are the questions you're going to ask? Okay. What's your business? What do you do? How do you do it? Do you make any money? What's your growth potential? What's your debt? Because that impacts that company's ability to potentially continue to grow. And if they're borrowing money more, then that means they're adding to their debt. So their ability to get out of debt, how can they get out of it? So it's the same. You're going to ask that individual person questions before you let them borrow your money, regardless of the amount. You see what I mean? I am willing to give the $5,000 to the person that I know is a business that actually has a future because it has the fundamentals based on what I'm seeing. And obviously, this example is as a business, they're public companies, meaning you can know everything they're doing, right? Private companies, which is why it's a little bit harder to invest in private companies, they don't have to share all that information. They can share enough, but don't have to share all. So the idea here is to make sure that when you are investing in anything, just make sure you check things out, right? Make sure it's not all your money. Make sure it's money that you don't mind losing, right? Because you don't want to be sad when that money's gone, right? And the other thing I tell folks, which is if you're not comfortable owning this particular investment for more than a year, don't invest, right? Don't be in it. 
Because that means you're so not confident in this business's ability to potentially give you some returns past a year, which is when technically companies, that's when you should be looking at, then why are you even playing around with it, right? Why are you even playing around with it? So I think it's important as a person that's going to put their money in the market that you make sure that you're analyzing everything and understanding where you're putting your money. I'll tell a story about something that, that kind of happened to me and allow me to, to kind of take some time as I'm reading some of this information because I actually have posted it and I want to make sure that I get it right. So in February 2018, I had a friend of mine's mother who basically said, hey, because I had mentioned something to, to her son about high yield saving account, right? A saving account that basically has a high yield for you to have your money in. So she said, hey, Adrian, you know, why have you, I was thinking about moving my money over for my savings account to my bank, to this account here. And I said, oh, sure. Question, where did you get this money? Is it money that you saved or, you know, whatever? And what's the purpose? And she said, oh, you know, I won a settlement, you know, five years ago and it was $55,000. I basically kept 10000 so I can pay some stuff off or whatever. And I put the $45,000 in the savings account. And I said, oh my God, congratulations. You know, that's good. And I'm like, you haven't touched the 45. She's like, no, I haven't even put any money in there. I just kept that money in as a separate amount. You know, think later on I could pull it, you know, if I'm ready to retire, et cetera. Of course, when she said that, I'm like, what the hell? Like 45K, but whatever. So I didn't even ask how much he had earned over the past five years because I know it was going to be pennies. So I said, look, how comfortable would you be with investing this money? And she said, oh, no, I'm not putting this thing in the stock market. This is for rich people and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why would you say that? And she said, well, that's all you see. I'm like, where? It's like, well, on the news. I'm like, do you get information outside of the news? No, not really. So I basically said, look, let's do this. Let me sit down with you. So over the next couple of weeks, what I did is I basically, I didn't tell her what to do. I basically showed her what she should do. And in turn, it's more about charts, explanation of terms, historical data. And after that, she was like, look, I'm actually pretty convinced that I could part ways with this money. But as a newbie, I want to put $20,000 in. I'm like, look, you know, do this thing. So I think in March of 2018, she bought $20,000 worth of the S&P 500 ETF to Vanguard, ticker VOO, one of the most popular index funds out there. So by August, she basically transferred the remaining $25,000 in the account. And why'd she do it, right? Why'd she do it? Well, honestly, it was simple. In the five months or six months that she had the account and her investment, she had made more money, or at least the money had grown more during that time on $20,000 in five or six months than it had the entire five years prior on $40,000. And that's not coincidence, by the way, because you're going to earn a penny or two, I think it was two basis points, or you know, I think it was, maybe it was, I don't remember the percentage, but 0.02% on the money that was sitting on her account. She's not gaining any money there. Whereas in the market, it was growing. Sure, it took some up and down, right? It took some up and down. But at the end of the day, that money was growing a lot faster. So what's happened since the three years that she's had the money in there? So I actually pinged her because we're having some kind of a party. And she said, by the way, 
talking to you about moving my money from my regular savings to other savings is one of the best decisions I ever made in my life because my $45,000 is almost $70,000 in three years. And I wasn't surprised, but I acted like, I was like, oh my God, that's beautiful. Congratulations. And she's like, I just never understood how this potentially happened. And I told her, I'm like, there are two things you need to remember. One is your money during these five years lost value. Okay. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise, but that's what happens when your money sits in the place. Everything else becomes more expensive. So the only way you can offset that, or at least outgrow that, is for you to have it in a place where you're going to have a higher return. Inflation grows about two, three percent per year-ish. So where will you get something that's more than that? Well, either you have it in investments, I mean, in, in real estate, or you have it in the market. Well, in this case, it has about 16% annualized return. So her money has outgrown inflation. She's making way more money than she would have if it had stayed in the saving, even with a 0.40% annual yield, right? By the way, one of the questions I asked was, how long will you need that money for? Not for like, I think 12 years. So I knew that the market was the best place for it. Because if she had said something like four months, I would have not put it in the market. Because the volatility on a short-term basis is more likely than long-term. Not to say there's no volatility, but at least your money is it's safer over the long-term because it's going to grow. But the volatility will only take out a little bit at the top, but over time it grows. But if you only have it in the market for a short time and you have you know some volatility and the money comes out, now it needs to go back up, but you're not going to leave it in there long enough for it to go back up. So now you're screwed, right? So now the counter argument is that you can put it in, it grows, and you pull out in five months, you made more money. But again, gambling, because now you're hoping that it does that within this short period of time. The idea when you put your money is you know what it's going to do 95% of the time, because you don't know what the stock market is going to do over the long term, because the country might just be gone. And at that point, I doubt you're going to be worried about that, because there will be bigger problems. But that example, I know, is very different than the excitement of meme, but it is something that just guarantees success. And so for anyone who listens, I just want to make sure that you guys understand, I am pitching this so that people know the basic things to do. Do your research, invest in what you know, invest for the long term, right? Like long term and consistently, 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 consistently put money in. And over the long term, your money is going to grow. And the last thing I'll say about that is, if you have anybody that you know that are in their 20s, okay? Anybody that you know that are in their 20s, I want you to tell them this very simple formula, okay? Very simple formula. Well, at least not simple, but very basic thing, okay? If anybody's in their 20s, you tell them this. If you invest $50 a week for 35 years, you'll have $742,000. If you invest $50 per week for 35 years, you'll have $742,000. Let that sit in. That's right. Let that sit in. $742,000 by just putting 50 bucks away a week instead of spending it on bottomless mimosas guys remember to stay woke don't be broke i'll talk to you guys next week